Ask the Podcast Coach for April 29th, 2023. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. And uh, joining me right over there is I hastily try to figure out where my notifications are. Did that come through the uh, thing? A little bit, a little bit. L- in little the bit. That is uh, Jim Collison from the Average Guy TV. Jim, how's it going, buddy? No worry, Dave. Uh, greetings. Happy Saturday morning to you. And, you, and you're right. Last day of, uh, of April, we're almost there into May. The year seems to be flying by. We hope you're having a great year. And at least in the Northern Hemisphere, summer is on its way. Thank oh, I, goodness. This, this was depressing. I, uh, I asked uh, the woman in the tube for the weather for today, yesterday, yeah, yeah. and she described it as dreary. Uh, oh, really? She, oh. It was just like, tomorrow will be dreary uh, in the yeah. 50s with rain. And I was like, well, that's that's not like, okay, thanks, um, which yeah. is kind of good. You know it's not dreary, though? That's good, right. Good cup of coffee. A good cup of Joe there, and there we go. And, uh, of course... That coffee pour is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at podcastbranding.co. Uh, if you're watching the video, you are seeing his lovely artwork scroll across the screen now. If you're like, wait, I'm not watching the video. I'm watching the audio later. Well, then you need to go to podcastbranding.co. And at the top of the screen, you can click there on uh, branding services and uh, go down to podcast artwork and you will see it. And the beauty of this is, of course... Mark is not only an award-winning graphic artist, but he's also a podcaster, and he's really going to go the extra mile. He's going to sit down with you. He's going to listen to your show, and he wants to make sure that the artwork, anything he's designing for you, your website, a PDF, that it matches the overall flow of your show, the vibe of your show that you're trying to portray. Portray? I just made up a new word. Or portray, or, you know, put out there. Uh, It's easy. All you got to (laughs) do... is go over to podcastbranding.co. Be sure to tell Mark that Jim and Dave sent you. Podcastbranding.co. I missed the slurp. Oh, well. Big thanks to our good friend Dan LeFeb over there, based on a two-story podcast at based on a two-story podcast.com. And uh, we were talking about Dreary a little bit early uh, earlier, his latest episode, Chernobyl. It was a dreary day. Yeah. That day. So you want to know if that that movie when it came out, what how much of it's based on the true story? You can check it out. Two forty three over there at based on a true story podcast dot com. And Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. Jim, we have an oldie but a goodie uh, for today. And I thought, you know, I don't think we've ever talked about this. Do you ever have people tell you that you have a radio voice all the time? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So have you ever? When you started podcasting, did you have to kind of get over your voice? Yeah, I think you have to, you, you, you got to kind of get used to listening to it on a regular basis. Cause I think a lot of folks don't like the sound of their own voice. I think you yeah. have to get over that hump. Well, that's why I brought it up. There was a guy in Facebook. He says, I'm really insecure about my voice. Whenever I talk to people on the phone, some of them comment on how high my voice is, like little girls, which kind of hurts my confidence since I'm a 20 year old who wants to be taken seriously. I'm also thinking about doing YouTube videos of my podcast because some of my ideas involve visuals. However, I'm also insecure about my appearance. Well, that, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm always insecure about my appearance. Have you? Have any of you guys felt this way 
And how did you change your mindset? So I have two words for that. Tom yeah. Petty, like the, the not attractive, right. weird sounding voice. Like, and can, yet, <laughs> come around here, new moor, <laughs> whatever you're looking for. Yeah. Terrible music. I mean, he just, he, he just wasn't, you would not pick him. Well, at, Bob Dylan is another one where you, you, you wouldn't, you, you kind of go nah. Louis Armstrong. Nah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to. I think you've got to. But all of those guys and and they wanted to do it, so they just did it. <laughs> like they just made it happen. And That's listen, it. there's probably plenty of bad singers that never make it, but they did. Plenty of bad singers to make it. That's the scary <laughs> part. True. Mick Jagger, also not attractive. Uh, you know, but uh, Wolfman Jack, baby. There's another voice for you. So that's that's what I replied. I said, number yeah. one, this is completely normal to not like your voice. If we get into the science of it, when you listen to your voice, you listen also with your ears and your skull. If you don't believe me, put your fingers on your forehead and talk and you'll feel vibrations. And that adds bass to your voice. So when you listen through speakers, your skull is no longer vibrating and your voice is going to sound thinner. My ex-wife could not get over this. She didn't care about bone conduction, even though it is a great name for a band. This Sunday, bone conduction. Um, so, uh, yeah, Steve Buscemi's another guy. There's a lot of people. Oh, what's his name? The the. Oh man, we need more cowbell. Uh, oh, yeah. That guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's got a weird voice. Well, I don't know if it's a weird voice. He just he talks. Uh, oh, Christopher Walken. Yeah, yeah there you go. There uh, he just has a weird speech pattern. And that's what I said. I said, the cool thing is, because I have somebody at the school of podcasting and it's a female and her voice is, has a a slight childish sound to it. And she said, yeah, I've actually thought about doing voiceover because people want me to do cartoons. Uh, Because again, it sounds kind of, you know, it's a little high even for a female. And, but I said, but don't, don't overlook the fact that you're, the minute I hear you, I know it's you. The minute I hear Todd Cochran, I know it's Todd. The minute I hear anybody, it's like, it's, you know, like we, you, you mentioned Tom Petty, Louis Armstrong, there are a bunch of people, Bob Dylan. The minute you hear them, you go, oh, that's so-and-so. And that's not a negative. It's a positive. And people will either like it and listen or people won't. So that's the part. Uh, yeah, well, I, but I, I don't want to... I think there are voices that tend to be better in that medium. Yeah. Right. And so I don't want to totally dismiss it. I mean, in in every case, you're going to have to gather your people. Like no matter what you do, you're going to have to gather your people. You know, I I think of like Ryan Seacrest and he is a trained, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's all he does. I mean, he, his voice is what he does. Um, I'm not a particular fan of it, but it it does well and for what he's doing, right? And so I think you've got to kind of work to find your spot in what you're doing. And then I think Kyle said in the chat room, you know, uh, you, you, you got to, um, you know, you have to stop caring about what other people think. Yes, yeah. right? Your fans will seek you out. Yeah, we'll not care. And I, and I think that's true. But I think that doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to some of the criticism. You know, we, we look at like Tom Petty. We'll go back to Tom Petty. Yeah. I mean, we just criticized his sound. Right? I don't understand the world today. Yeah. Right. But 
and he could he could say, well, then I shouldn't do it, or I'm having fun at doing this, and I'm going to make a ton of money getting right. you know doing it, and I keep doing it. So, yeah, there are there are things that we do that we need to stop doing, and so you know you you I just hate to I hate the all or nothing kind of thing. Like, well, right. just don't pay attention to it. Nope, there's some valuable things people are saying about you that you probably need to listen to, and maybe you could make some changes. The same token, there's things you can't change that you just got to kind of live with. So it's a tough dichotomy because I don't think people want to think in that gray area. It's either all yes or all yeah. no, you know. So I I, I do think there's a, a place there. Listen when it's appropriate. Blow it off when it's not. That's it. Loves horses and girlfriend <laughs> too. Uh, that's always... <laughs> Oh, oh R.I.P. Tom Petty. Yeah, that guy made a lot of money. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's just one of those things. I think you just have to, if you're really struggling with it, well, I'll put it this way. I was listening to We're Not Wrong, which is a, a kind of a new show that Jen Briney's doing. For the record, I'm going to email them today and say, please put chapters in your show because they have, like the title was uh, the guy from Fox that got fired. Um man, that's going to drive me nuts. Uh, Tucker Carlson got fired along with some guy in CNN. And I was like, oh, I'd love to hear their talk, their take on this because the one guy kind of works in the media no less than 16 minutes that it took them to get to the Tucker Carlson yeah. thing. And I'm like, look, I, and they're talking about Jen liking lightning. And I'm like, look, I'm I'm trying to get into the shower. I'm fast forwarding. I'm fast forwarding. I'm fast forwarding. I'm like, come on. But they said that Tucker Carlson, this one guy who's in the media, went, met him and said, hey, I got to... Like now that the recordings are done, I got a question. Like millions of people hate you, Tucker. Like, how do you deal with that? And he says, I don't care. I just don't care. He goes, I care about my friends, my family, and you know, this and that. He goes, but in the end, he goes, if I cared about that, I I couldn't do my job. And and maybe doesn't care, but cares less or is figuring out a way to manage it. All that stuff hurts us. I think sometimes we say, well, don't worry. But, you know, my mom would always say, if they're bothering you, ignore them. Well, that's good motherly advice. And again, it's black and white in the sense of like, you know, you can, oh, just don't worry about it. It's hard when people, when you get negative comments or when you get people, you know, criticizing what you do, it's really hard, even though you've got the strongest of personalities to say, I'm not going to listen to it. It's all about managing that expectation, I think, with yourself and saying like, hey, okay, I'm going to work on not worrying about it, but just telling someone don't worry about it or yeah, I don't care. I, I bet they do care. I, I bet that was hard and I bet they do care. And I bet it's just about managing those, those emotions and expectations. Yeah. Beth asked a question. Can you deepen your voice slightly in editing? You could, I don't sure. know that I would. I, because that's one of those effects that can kind of, you know, if all of a sudden I just started, you know, when I was on Ask the Podcast Coach and I sounded like this, and then you meet me at Podcast Movement and I sound like this, you're going to like, wait, what's, what, why is Dave sucking on helium somewhere? So, and the other thing, I I try to do a podcast once in a character. Of course, this would be yeah. in post. Yeah. This would be in post. But to keep a voice in character, that takes some, you know, kudos to any actor that is doing some accent that's not yours. Uh, you know, if I, it's tough to keep, but if, unless you're a professional, it's tough to keep that up. Yeah. Right. It's tough to keep that up. Age deepens your, your voice, uh, cigarettes. 
we'll deepen <laughs> not recommending that that you do right. that but you know whiskey and cigarettes will deepen your voice so there there there's not a lot you can do to i i think the advice to be yourself is good just get comfortable with your own voice i do think and we and lee you're on deck and we see you there so hang tight for me for one second but i do think as you get more comfortable or behind the microphone your voice uh, deepens because we all have heard our early podcasts when we're all amped up to do these things that we're talking like this. And, you know, it's, yeah. and then you come back and you're like, why a couple of years later does my voice sound deeper? Cause you're more relaxed and you're yeah. not pushing it so hard and you're not. So I think that's another way to do that. Just slow it down, relax. If you want that deeper, that deeper sound, that's a better way to do it. And for anyone keeping track at home, yeah, my roadcaster just decided to not record. It was recording, oh, yeah. and I look over, and I'm like, and I can sit here all day and pound on the record button, and then it's like, nah. It's a and good I thing got, you got to back up with uh, StreamYard. Right? Yeah, and I got plenty, plenty of uh, disk space, so don't know what's going on with that. But uh, you mentioned Lee, so we're going to bring him on up, because I was going to put a chapter marker here, and uh, not happening. So that's all right. Lee, how are you, buddy? Hey, all right. Can you hear me okay? We can hear you fine. Okay, because I'm on a phone, so in my car, so I just want to make sure. That's all right. We're we're glad to have you. What can we help you with? Cool. Hey, I just wanted to give your opinion on the value for value. Wait, hold on a second, oh. Lee. Sure. That's weird. You sounded great, and then when you talk, you're you. Well, sound... I tried to turn him down a little bit in Streamyard, and that's when it started. Uh, okay. That's when it started. You were Lee. You were just a little loud, so I was trying to bring you down a little bit, but that apparently doesn't work. Yeah. So f- fire away. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll try to talk less loud. I guess I don't know. There we, there we go. You're fine. Keep going. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, podcasting 2.0. I know Dave. You've been pushing it. I, I haven't heard Jim on your opinion on on podcasting 2.0 on the, the value for value model, but wanted to get your opinion. I know Adam is a big. I guess not an advocate for advertising. He's more for the value for value, as you know, but when they do the value for value, they do usually shout outs to all the donors and people that make donations. And obviously that takes up time during the show. What do you think the equivalent is on the time that a podcast takes to do ad reads versus shout outs to their, the people that, that donate to the show? Have you heard any stats on, on that, on, on the time that they take. I don't know if that makes sense when I'm asking. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Cause I'm with you on that. When I listen to the no agenda show and they go into a, uh, for lack of a better phrase and, you know, a, a listener support segment, we won't call them ads, even though technically it kind of is, um, they still do a little bit of content. Like they comment on the comments. So they're really kind of having a conversation with the donor. Cause usually on that show, people will write a note. In fact, that's one of their things is some people will write war and peace and they're like, yeah, we're not reading that. Like, you know, if you want to give us a quick topic to talk about or something like that, it's cause they, I heard Adam one day say, Hey, welcome back to all you guys that fast forwarded through the donation segment. You missed this and this. So they're still kind of doing the show, but they're doing that, but it is, it's kind of odd because it can get long. I know I did a thing a couple weeks ago about Mayim Blylock. I forget Amy from the Big Bang Theory. Big Bang, yeah, yeah. Her, I listened to her one of her episodes, and thirty-four percent of it, of the first like fifteen minutes, was ads. And I was like, I finally hit stop. So 
uh, and I, from what I understand, radio is about 30, but that is not the goal. That's what I tell people. I'm like, remember, everybody hates radio for that reason. So, uh, I mean, I had a, uh, uh, I do a show that's 10 minutes long called Your Podcast Consultant, and I had pre and post roll, and I was like, wait, 40% of this episode is ads because it was like a minute at the beginning and a minute at the end, and I was like, yeah, that's got to go. Um, so, I think the key is to make them entertaining. Because here's the here's the biggest difference. When I'm talking about an ad read, I'm talking about a product that has given me some portion of their income, and I I've got that. So it's whatever twenty five dollars CPM. Which let's don't forget ninety two percent of podcasters do not have enough downloads to do that. So for all you people like I'm going to start a podcast and get ads. If you want the big, you know, the better help and the purple mattress and the stamps.com, you, yeah, not probably going to work for you. Um, I like the fact that when you're doing a shout out, you are paying, some, you're talking to someone who paid you directly. You didn't pay, uh, a, you're not buying a product from a company who is then paying me a small portion. It's a direct shout out. In fact, on uh, the episode that's coming out Wednesday, or it might have been last Wednesday, uh, Daniel J. Lewis and I do a show about just the future of podcasting, which we talk about podcasting 2.0. And I love this. One guy said, I'm going to read the top four like boostagram. So if somebody sends this out, you know, some sort of um, money towards your way, we'll read the top four. And it's kind of like a silent auction. And I was like, I love that idea. It's kind of yeah. a, a fun gamification of it. And so I think you should. I I know some people read them at the beginning of the show. I know Todd likes to do that on the new media show. I wouldn't recommend that because as a first time impression, the fact that, you know, Jim mom 37 sent you 2000 sats is not a great first impression. The other thing you have to be careful with, especially with the podcasting 2.0 stuff is I don't know what, you know, we have all these fun names like a row of ducks. And I think a row of ducks is probably $2 and something. You know, meanwhile, you got somebody on Patreon who's giving you $5 a month that don't get even a sniff. So, yeah, it's cool that people are giving you streaming Satoshis. But if you also have a Patreon plan, you know, the guy that's giving you five and $10 isn't getting any kind of love on it because you're all excited because I got a boostagram and they said, great show, love the host. So I, I like podcasting 2.0. I still say it's about two years in advance of, uh, you know, right now all the nerds are in it. Aunt Cheryl's not anywhere ready to start streaming sats. Uh, but I love the idea because, you know, I, I run into this situation where I am friends with, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'm friends with Deidre Shen from cap show. I know, uh, I think it's Jordy from swell.ai. And that gets a little awkward when somebody goes, which one's the best. And if I say, well, I'm really liking cap show 2.0, I've just kind of like yanked off, uh, Jordy and, and the guys that, uh, pod squeeze. Like if you're friends with everybody and then somebody asks you which one's the best. So how I handle that is I just say, here are, here's the facts. Cap show does this swell. AI does this, you know, and then let the person decide. I, I cause you know, like podcasts, every, it kind of depends. I don't know, Jim, do you have any thoughts? Have you even sniffed podcasting 2.0? Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I, and I think, you know, it, it. some people do it like the Twitch model, where on Twitch, the listeners have an expectation that, <clears throat> excuse me, no matter where you are in your sentence, you need to end it to acknowledge their whatever, their, their, their comment, their donation. And it's a very disjointed, for me, 
Uh, it's a very disjointed way of doing a podcast, but they're not really doing podcasts. They're streaming games or they're doing these kind of streaming methods that where that works really well, that kind of engagement, you know, say you're on your back deck and people were coming over and as they would come in, you would acknowledge them, right? In the middle of a conversation, you might acknowledge them. That works great for that, I think, for that kind of model. But if you're doing an informational podcast and folks are coming in and the very start, you know, you spend the first seven or 10 minutes just in all the, hey, the great, the value. That's a, I, I think, well, I, you know, I think that gets a very, you get a very inbred podcast at that point where you attract those folks who get that, who want that emotional high by getting their name announced. That's why they're doing it, right? Right. They, they're doing it because they want to hear their name on the podcast. They stay and I think you'll lose some others. And I, I think that struggles with a growth model at that point. Now, I could be wrong there. I don't, I don't have any stats so I could be very wrong, but that's what that feels like. Yeah, Adam has talked about that because they have a live chat room like we do. And when they go into the donation segment, he goes, you can watch people leave the chat room. It's kind of like the drum solo yeah. at a concert. You know, they're like, oh, I'm going to go get a beer. You know, so I, I get that. And it, it is, it's kind of interesting because on one hand, when you first start out, you don't get any. And then if the show grows and you get a ton of donations, like one of the reasons you love the show is because the content was so great. And now you have two options. You either a, if it's still, let's say you did an hour long show and at the beginning, any shout outs took like 10 seconds. Hey, thanks to, you know, Steve from Idaho for the five bucks. Thanks. Well, okay. It's an hour show. Now fast forward three years later, your downloads have tripled. If you do a, a some sort of donation segment and it now takes up 30% of your show, because you got Dan and and Mary from Poughkeepsie and blah 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 and yada yada. Okay, you've you've now removed thirty percent of the content you, that used to get people to listen to. So your option is either a, oopsie, uh, you know, you either don't thank the people who are supporting you, or b, you do an hour and a half show because you want to still give an hour worth of uh, of content. So it's it's tricky, you know. I Dave, I think the YouTubers do this really well where they do a regular show, their regular content. Then they'll do a live, you know, they'll they'll do a live show where they do all that audience interaction. And it kind of gives them the best of both worlds, right? Gives them a chance to that way if you want to skip the live, and I oftentimes yeah. skip the live ones, right? Yeah. And so or, gives you or they'll occasionally just throw a slide of like people that <laughs> donate twenty dollars a month on the screen just to Give them a little extra love in the middle of a conversation. Nice, Lee. You, you're, you have you have any thoughts on that, Lee? Well, I was just thinking as a, as a listener, I'd be curious to hear some stats on what listeners are doing. Are they fast forwarding more through host rate ads versus shout outs to donators? I would assume that's the case, but yeah. uh, I was, that's what I was kind of asking. What have you heard from the listener side? I know from the creator side, you have to be careful. Yeah, Just what do you like do? Ad reads. What do you do? Because I know for me, and it's again, it's the favorite answer in podcasting. It depends if it I'm depends. Walking, if I'm walking around the block and I'm listening to No Agenda, I fast forward. If I'm in I, the car, if I'm in the car and driving, I don't. Well, yeah, that's the case. No matter what, I yeah. try not to touch my phone when I'm driving. But I fast forward through if I if I'm able to fast forward through the ads and the shout outs when I, as a listener, I don't listen to the yeah. to the donating donation part. And that's I. Yeah, I do love the people that are consistent that have, because now with all this dynamic ads, uh, there was a show I listened to 
uh, that's a, a weight loss show. And she has a 30 second ad at the beginning and a 30 second ad at the end. And thank you, Castomatic, for have been giving me the ability to go start at 31 seconds and yes. end 30 seconds earlier. And it works yep. perfect. I was like, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So, I agree. I, I, I just think it's something maybe as creators, it's something to be conscious of. If, if you're reading a host red ad, I mean, that's fine. But if you're spending the same amount of time shouting out to donators, are your listeners really paying attention either way, other than the people that donated? I would think the donation is more engaging, but yeah. at the same time, it's still 10 minutes of time shouting out to donators or 10 minutes of ad reads in, a, in an hour and a half show or, or whatever. Just an example. Yeah. And that's where uh, I know Adam and um, John on the show, they have, they, they cut it into two different segments and yeah. even that they're still kind of long, but if that was one segment, Oh my goodness, that'd be yes. ridiculously long. So. Hey, I'll let you guys go. I got to run kids around, but thanks right, for taking, taking my question. Oh, thanks, no Lee. problem. Thanks for jumping in, man. Yeah. It's uh, it's tricky. And that's where, I mean, we kind of do that here. We do our, we spend two minutes shouting out uh, Mark and, and, and Dan. Uh, and then, you know, probably in another half hour, I'll, We'll do the thank our awesome supporters and throw out an affiliate link and blah, blah, blah. You know, with, I I don't know. I would love feedback. I, to me, I always laugh because if I was coaching me, I'd go, yeah, don't start off the show with an ad. But we we do every week. <laughs> we do. Yeah. yeah, we do. You know, and you do. I, I'd hate to change it now because people are used to it. If they want to fast forward through it, they know they can, you know, you say, you know, you say, ask the podcast coach recorded, right. blah, blah, blah. They know they can probably go 30, 30, 30. Yeah. And then. Maybe one more 30. I think it takes us two something to probably yeah. get to it. it. If you change that all of a sudden, then people would be, you know, like, hey, wait a minute. This is, yeah. I, we we started on Home Gadget Geeks. I started in February, a little test to see like a host read affiliate read. How would that do on that program? And so I, I read for four weeks, nothing. Like nobody used it. And you, you kind of go, huh, okay, well, then in March, I had I only did two shows in March. In and uh, in both those shows, though, that adds the guest engaged in the ad. So I, you know, mm. I, I read the ad and then I'm like, hey, what do you think? And they're like, oh yeah, I love that. Pro I use that. I've got it. You know, we've got some things. So um, all of a sudden, the in in April, the affiliate yeah. things picked up. So uh, I think the other thing about that is you can't. You can't you can't jump in and do a, a host red ad for a week or two even maybe and expect any kind of. I think you got to keep it around for. Do you have a chapter on that? In I do. I <laughs> in the book profit from your podcast. I talk about almost um, like I've read that book. It, almost. Uh, I, I talk about Legal Zoom and Legal Zoom had uh, ordered an ad run from whoever, and after a month they just had nothing. And they're like, yeah, this isn't working for us. Like, just pull it down, pull it down. We're, we're done with this. You know, podcasting doesn't work. And then all of a sudden, the second month went by and they're like, wait, hold on. No, put it back, put it back, put it back. It's working. It just, it takes a second. Yeah. When I, if you ever have somebody that goes, yeah, I'd like to sponsor your show. How much is it for a, an episode? You're like, yeah, that's not a good, no. N not, it's not worth the money you're going to pay no. is what I would say to him. Let's do this thing for a quarter. And like, yeah. the, I, I think, I, I, you know, I think 12 weeks is what you want. You want to get it in their ears. You want to get them thinking about it. You want to get them like, oh yeah. Oh, you know, I had it. And, and you need to have it top of mind when they have that need, you know, like uh, the, the affiliate I've been doing is Nespresso. 
And, you know, it's, they get that bad. I always say, you know, stop drinking bad coffee. <laughs> and they, so that time they get a bad coffee, they're at work, they're tired of the bad coffee. You know, they're like, you know what? I'm going to order one of those things. So you got to kind of keep it. I think you got to kind of keep it top of mind. I guess the real question I have for you, Dave, is can you go too long on ads? Like, can you, can, can you well, have an ad out there that's too, that's too long? You listen to Leo, right? I do. And I've heard about his infamous four minute audible oh, ads. Sure. No, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Not, not too long in duration, mm. too long in, in weeks. Like in, in other words, what, what if I had uh well, you, you said legal, legal zoom out of your book. Right. Could, could they, if they were all year on a pod, is that too long to, to be doing something? I don't know. Or? Audience, uh, everybody in the chat room, are you guys tired of hearing about podcastbranding.co? And I mean, we've had the same sponsor for a long time. Um, I think one of the things, I, and I'm guessing here because I don't know this, but I, if you notice, I'm not saying, hey, our sponsor this week is podcastbranding.co. Mark is a, like, I'm doing it off the top of my head. I've got bullet points in my head. I try to mix it up and match it up. And, um, and, and I just take that from Howard Stern, uh, Adam Carolla, Bill Burr, all yeah. these guys, they're not reading the ad copy from the ad no, that they got from. No. So if you kind of try to make it entertaining, you know, yeah. that, I think that's part of it. And that's where, uh, oh, uh, Nop Studios, mm-hmm, that guy from Nop Studios, the voice inside my head, Neil Headley, um, said, if if you're making ads and you go, well, people can always fast forward through them, he goes, ads can be entertaining. Make your ads more entertaining so people don't fast forward through them. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then you think about the ads that people talk about are, you know, where's the beef, time to make the donuts. Um, I can't believe these are all from the 70s, unfortunately. Um I can't believe I yeah, yeah. ate the whole thing. You know, the, the comedy ones. When we they were impressionable. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but even like the Doritos ads on uh, the last Super Bowl with uh, the guys from Breaking Bad, that was pretty funny. So make your ads entertaining and then people won't fast forward through them. Dave, so. Dave Garofalo in Scar Authority, he has a, yeah. uh, he has an, uh, a commercial for Jose Dominguez and it's got this really cheesy jingle to it. And um, it, it first, the first time you kind of listen to it, you're like, you know, I, uh, okay, you know, but the more you hear it, the more it becomes an earworm. Mm -hmm. And I've caught myself singing that, that jingle as I'm walking up the stairs. And when Sarah hears it, my wife, she knows I'm listening to the cigar. <laughs> right. And there so, go. and they took it away. There it is. They took it away for a while. And everybody, the, the listeners were like, Oh, get rid of the, they created a new commercial instead oh. of it. Right, no, bring the old one back. So I think oftentimes, it, listen, and you can't make this happen. It just happens. But sometimes you hit a gem and it's, it's, it's notable and, and it sticks well, in people's heads. You, you just keep running with it. I think when Ray Ortega was the sound guy for uh pod, save the queen. Your pod save the left, something pod, whatever it was. Some were, it was a political show, super popular. They went on tour and Ray was their sound guy. And he said, people paid, you know, 20, 30 bucks a ticket to go to this thing. And he goes, the crowd was actually going, come on, man, blue apron. Like it was free bird. Yeah, come on. Hello, fresh. And yeah. they're like, guys, we're not doing commercials tonight. And they're like, oh, so they did a commercial. 
is like free bird. It's like <laughs> so weird, man. Yeah. Well, um, it becomes part of the show. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, Lane says for the big uh, ad guys, yes, it can be too long because I hear audible ads in every podcast. That is true. I mean, we're kind of making fun of top this, of mind though. Top of mind. Yeah. If you're thinking like, oh, you know, an audio book would be, I'm going to just, yeah. I'll just go to audible and because it's, it's, they're the number one on the top of your mind. If you're thinking about doing audio books. Yeah. Right? We, so. We do have Todd on uh, deck and Chris Nessie. Uh, we've got yours uh, one. We'll be talking here shortly. Um, Elaine says, I, I listen to all the ads, but I also listen at three three times speed. That makes my brain. Two X I can do. Three X would be a little, I don't know if I could do that. So a 30 second ad is just 10 seconds. <laughs> it would take me more time to get to my phone, hit the skip button. That's true. It's a good point if you're listening super fast. So, um, before, you know, it, before we go to Todd, Craig says, I'm not tired of hearing Mark's ad cause he's a really nice guy. He's right Canadian, now. you know, <laughs> top of mind. L- listen, that's for this audience. When, if you were going to get in a situation and you just said, yeah, you know what? I need some new art. Mark has to be top of mind for you. And in, in almost all cases, maybe not everybody, but you well, would think, yeah, I'll give Mark a call. Well, here's the thing. Even if you don't remember podcastbranding.co, I've had people go, hey, I know you're talking about him all the time on your show. Who's that guy? Right. So they know it's a graphic guy or a you know website guy or whatever you need. Uh, and so, and the other thing is that fits the audience. I think if we were talking about vacuum cleaners, people be like, yeah, you know, it's like it's a product that fits the audience. So I don't think they're, you know, everybody here is now going, maybe I should rebrand, you know, so <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Let's bring Todd up on stage. Mr. Gator. What's up, my friend? Good morning, gentlemen. How it's are you? very, um, I feel, feel very fortunate to talk to Jim and Dave. This is pretty cool. It is cool. It's well, we, get to, we get to talk to Todd. What are you talking about? Why <laughs> the Gator, man? Come on. I hear you, man. I hear you. I was going to, Dave, I was going to ask you this question uh, in school of podcasting and I just want to give you everyone a uh, give you a shout out, Dave. School of Podcasting has been a really great uh, thing you've started here, and I know you've been doing it for a long time. But you have always been really fast at getting back to any question I have. So I just want to give you a shout out and tell everyone that if you are, are on the fence on this, jump dive in. It's it's a lot of fun, and uh, Dave is so helpful. He's that that teacher mindset. You know how that is. But, Thank you, um, sir. I appreciate my, that. My question I had is um, I've been doing a uh, a co-hosted podcast for four years now. Got a little bit under my belt. And I love I love discourse. I love bouncing ideas off my host, just like you guys do. And you get into a conversation. But recently, I've started a solo podcast. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, very daunting when it's just you and intimately talking in the earbuds of your listeners and I do more of a um, educational. It's based on a, a video game series called Destiny. It's yeah. helping new players enter the game. And I, re, I have, I'm very script oriented. I mean, I can I can go on the fly if I'm talking to somebody, but by myself, it's and and when I do I do uh, YouTube videos as well. You know, you have music and gameplay in the background to keep people busy, but when you're just talking, you know, to your listener right here while they're working during the day, it's a little daunting. So I don't know if you can even answer this question. It may be something, you know, I figure what, what better time to ask this question than a a room full of podcasters. Right. So my question is because you're a master at it, Dave on your Monday morning shows, how do you get more personal and more, uh, 
I'm trying to think of the word here. Instead of just reading off a script, I feel like I'm just reading off a script. And I try to use inflection like I'm talking to someone directly. But how do you throw in those little nuggets where people are like, oh, this guy? Yeah, I, I think there are two things. I The way I do it now is not the way I started. I used to write out full four bullet points riff, for lack of a better phrase, on those bullet points and then write a blog post. And about the third time as I was writing the blog post, and I was like, oh, you know what I should have said? Because that was post-recording. I switched it. So I write a blog post to flush out my little ADD brain to figure out what is it I'm trying to say. And then I do that. I'm like, cool, that's exactly where I want people to go. That's the takeaway I want. I take that. I write down four bullet points on a post-it note. And then I literally think about Ken Blanchard. I think about Todd the Gator. I think about Kim Kraji and whoever. And they're just sitting right there across the desk. And if I'm not excited to to talk about this subject, well, then I better go find another subject. And I, I literally do just picture the person in my head. Mm-hmm. And I don't, the other thing I thought about this the other day, cause I know some people real, I know Jim, like Jim's idea of it, you know, heaven forbid Jim ends up in hell. They're going to go, Hey Jim, here's your mic. You have to do a solo podcast for eternity. <laughs> He'll be like, no, I was a good guy. Um, but I think the fact True. that I was, uh I was the youngest and both my brother and sister had friends that would scatter and I had no friends in my neighborhood. And so I had to entertain myself and often did to the, 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 my mom would, I would drive my mom nuts. I remember if I was on the phone, we had a bunch of these glass Coke glasses and I would fill them with water and tune them. And she'd be like, can you not just like do one thing at a time? Um, So I wonder sometimes if, I'm just used to talking and entertaining myself. I don't know. Um, Jim, what goes through your head when you have to do a solo show? No, I won't do them. I hate them. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't. I've done three in my whole life and I've done three or 4,000 podcasts. I just don't want to. Uh, That's 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 my choice. I just don't, I don't, I don't like doing them. Well, I have, um, uh, it's either tales or lessons from the cockpit. Um, He's a member of the school of podcasting. And he had written out a script and he sent it to me uh, and he wanted some feedback. This was like his first episode. And I said, I'll let you know if you sound, you know, I'll I'll give you feedback. So I said, man, that's a great story. I go, but it is obvious you are reading that. Mm -hmm. And I said, can you try it one more time? You know, I said, here's an example. I said, when you mess up and you're talking, you don't go back to the beginning of your sentence. You fix the word you flubbed up and you keep going. I said, so when you went back to the beginning of the sentence, that was a red flag that you're reading. Um, and so he sent me the second one, I'm like, man, that is, that's so much better. That's awesome. I go, it still kind of sounds like you're reading, but you know, I go, it, that's, you know, I can see putting that out. He's like, hold on, I'm going to try it again. So he sends me his third attempt and I go, it doesn't sound like you're reading at all. I go, you're like, it's great. He's like, yeah, I'm not reading it. And I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, that's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to write a script and I'll just, he goes, I want to know what I'm talking about so that I don't have to look at his script. Now that's again, like Jim just said. That's how he does it. And everybody, you know, everybody paints a little different. So uh, what's what's going through your head hmm. when you're recording this? See, I have ADD brain as well, Dave. And yeah. if I don't write it on paper, I lose it. Yeah. Well, that's and why then I, I scramble. I have to have bullet points. I've done that yeah. where I'll sit down. I'm like, all right, time to podcast. I know what I'm going to talk about. And I hit record. And I think my record uh, was seven times. 
And on the seventh one, I was like, yeah, this is dumb. Yes. Because I was just like, okay, and we're going, and we're going, and tangent. Oh, wait, big tangents. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to work. I, I I wonder if I can somehow weave in some storytelling. I'm trying to improve in that area. Uh, maybe my experience in game or something yeah. like that. But uh, yeah, you're asking me what I, what goes through my head. Uh, a lot of things. My head gets really busy. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay, uh, let's start over. Let's do that again. This time, look at the script, dummy. Uh, but I just I I just listened to my last podcast and that I just did this week and it just sounded like I was reading off the script a little more than I normally do and I'm like man I got to shake this up because our sh- other show that we've been doing for four years is very personable people yeah. love our personalities and we like I said it's why we've been doing it for so long but as a solo podcast it's a whole new area it is a different yeah um, Coach Dave says I pull up photos of people I imagine are my target audience and I put them on my 49 inch screen. Um, I sometimes <laughs> key in on them when I'm re recording, you know, and it changes the tone. Sure. Okay. Um, Lane says I'm in the same boat. Um, as Todd, I just started recording a solo podcast. It's not published, but I have three episodes in the can and I can, uh, he goes, I just talk to whoever the someone is. I have a picture on the screen for my listener. So it's, it is, I guess it's like anything else. It's a skill and some people are gonna, you know, it'll come natural to them and other people maybe got to work at it a little bit, but, um, I know yeah, yeah. the the thing that helped me was writing the blog post. It really said, okay, because it kind of gives me a little bit of a, for lack of a better phrase, I'm picturing a bowling alley. I've, I've decided what the lane is and what's a gutter. And so I'm like, okay, this is where I'm going. And then again, I still use bullet points because I don't want to read it. So I have my bullet points and I'm just sitting here looking at a post-it note going, okay. And then, you know, and then the other thing, there's this thing called editing. So if I do later hear myself go into the gutter, I just take it out. Well, you have mastered that, sir, every Monday morning. <laughs> I, it's very entertaining. I don't know. I know that's years of experience talking, but uh, I was just curious if you guys had some input and anyone in the uh, chat as well. Yeah, it'll, it, it gets, I would hope it gets easier. You know, I know I've been playing with uh, narrative style stuff and I was talking to Deidre Shen because that's kind of her jam. And I said, does it get easier the more you do it? And she goes, yeah, but it's it doesn't really speed things up that much. It's still, you know, if you're walking a mile, yeah, you might, you know, dip your time down a little bit, but you're still walking a mile. So it's going to take, you know, right. uh, enough time. So, well, I will, uh, I will yield my time. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate you gentlemen for giving me some feedback. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for the shout out. I appreciate that. You got it. Thanks for jumping in. You know, Dave, I think if I was forced to do a solo podcast, and I'm not, that's the beauty of podcasting is I don't have to do it that way, but I might find somebody who doesn't want a podcast, but wants to listen. And I'd say, Hey, can you, can you listen to me dialogue through this content with you? And I might even record it so that there's some good spots there. There would be some good spots in there. And and they may, I may even get feedback from them while I'm doing this. And then I think, like you said, I think I would probably edit it together to be solo, uh, you know, try to make it that way. I just need to bounce it off somebody, but it, it'd be great to find someone like, no, I definitely don't want to be on a podcast, but I'll join you for the conversation. Well, here's yeah. this. Look, look what Uncle Marv does. He cheats. I have a group of people that will join me on Zoom when I record solo. So it's not really solo. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not part of the show, so right. it's live in front of a studio audience. Right, you right. know, 
Yeah. Um, they do some edits to it. Yeah. It'd be a good way to kind of cheat. And that, yeah. that, that, it's not cheating. It's just, it's, it's, it's right. working what works best for, for, you, for you using bingo. that in your favor. Yeah. Yeah. Cheating is a, has a negative connotation. Yeah. Right? No, 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 no. Right. Well, and we also think like the, that, that makes it seem like the end goal, the perfect podcaster is one who can just sit down and, and talk into the mic and it's a for it's a one take wonder and like okay almost uh, nobody can do that i know some people who can but almost nobody can so. i i cringe when i listen to me on another podcast because they don't edit me and mm. i'm like oh i sound like such an idiot because i'm used to cutting out all the tangents and yeah, they're just like yeah. you know oh it's dave he's great i'm like no i'm not that great it's it's editing honest so um craig craig says, uh, I read Matthew Dick's story-worthy book last month. It has some great advice on how to weave stories into content. Yeah, that is the book, hands down, best book on storytelling ever. In fact, uh, this week on the podcast review show, uh, we are talking with Dr. Brad Miller, and he had Cliff Ravenscraft on. And Cliff's a friend of mine, but Cliff's a talker. He'll, He'll be the first to admit it. And so that's one where you have to figure out because Cliff, I have a sister-in-law that does this too, loves to give details. And sometimes you don't need those details. Mm-hmm. And so we that was basically our biggest kind of comment was like, you know, the audio sounded good. It was great, you know, blah, blah, blah. But this is where, you know, and, and this is what Matthew teaches. He says, look, a good story always has some sort of transition. You know, Luke Skywalker was like, I don't know how to do this, Yoda, to, you know, he's a fighter pilot. Uh, and so you have to figure out where that transition is and then how much backstory do we need to get into the story as quickly as possible? So, uh, you know, here, here's a guy that's good at doing solo stuff. The one and only Bandrew. I think of you every time I say, please bring pizza pronto. I was talking to somebody yesterday about plosives. And I, I say that and I go, thank you, Bandrew Scott. Abandoning the idea of being a one-take wonder helped me keep making a podcast. Otherwise, I would have lost hope. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I, I'm here to tell you, editing is a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's not the. That's not the 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 excellent. You know, excellence is not measured by that, right? It's measured by the final output. Whatever it whatever it takes to get you to that place where you're comfortable with it, and it's the way you want to get. You make it however you want. Yeah. You know, well, whatever, whatever works best for. Like I always feel like I need to. St- I, I have this timer in my head, and if I talk too long, it goes shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut yeah. up. And I get panic. You know, I start panicking inside. Um, and so that that kind of keeps me from being able to to do those long form that long form content. Dave, I think the other thing that was has been helpful to me when I do have to do those kinds of things is I put an outline together of three or four or five points, and then I just memorize those points. And I not not memorize them. I mean, I really memorize them. I get them so I can say them all five in a row. That way, when I'm up doing that, I've got I have some guidance because. I like to go off on tangents as well. Yes. So it gives me the ability to nope, nope, I'm covering this, I'm covering this, I need to get to this. That internal timer inside of me then kind of keeps me on track. Okay, you've said enough about that, move on to the next one. So that's that's what's worked for me as well when I have to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, when I do a presentation, I and it's just it, it's just Dave being Dave. I will run that thing over and over and over. And the reason for that is I don't want to memorize it because, again, nobody wants to hear Dave do his presentation. So I just want to know what the next slide is. And what I have found is once I'm rock solid on, like, I know what's coming next and I've got my transitions, 
I have found that my brain goes, ooh, you know what would be a good joke here? Oh, you know, and then I go, I, I start to sprinkle in the entertaining. So, but that just comes from running it and running it, which is a bummer when it's a 45-minute presentation because you're like, okay, you run it twice. You just kissed an hour and a half goodbye. Um, so it takes a while, but it's, um, you know, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's kind of tricky. Um, Coach Dave says, my show is hybrid. Guests on some, webinars on another channel, solos from time to time. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. It's your show. And I always say when you do a solo show, you grow your influence. When you do a interview show, you grow your network. So that comes in handy that way. So it doesn't have to be one or the other. Uh, let's see. Kyle says, I find that recording uh, using a Zoom H4 Pro recorder gives you a stop and pause buttons for when you mess up. Yes, uh, that really is the key. Because so many people are worried about sounding stupid. And the only way you'll sound stupid is if you don't edit out the stupid stuff and you're okay occasionally saying something stupid because, well, you're human. And so you're going to do those things. I, For me, I always laugh. That there are times when my mouth just decides not to work. You know, my brain is like, say this. And it comes out as, and then I sound like Tom Petty. So, uh, you know, give yourself a little slack do a little editing. And here's the key. When you mess up, I learned this. This is a true story. I'm not making this up. I was hired to do the History of Makeup podcast. And the person had a spa. It was a female. And she was doing the History of Makeup. And she wanted to play the podcast in the spa. And I go, okay, I can definitely help you with this. But shouldn't this be a female? And she's like, no, no, I, I, I like your voice. I think it'll be great. I'm like, okay, what's the goal of this? It just, it was, yeah. So, uh, needless to say, this podcast no longer exists, but I was reading somebody else's words. Holy cow. And so, if you make a mistake, we do this, Daniel and I do this for the future of podcasting, because on occasion your mouth will just dead and it doesn't work. And we just pause and we wait till there's an awkward moment. And then we go a little longer. And also, Daniel will clap. He'll, and then we just sit there for this awkward amount of time. And then he'll say it again. And it has cut my editing down, yeah. way, way down. Because before you're looking for the edit and you couldn't see it. And now it's just ridiculously obvious that like, hey, there was a boo-boo here because there's like six seconds of nothing. So it makes it really easy to spot. And don't beat yourself up. Don't be like, oh, because then that just adds more frustration. Just like, all right, hold on. I got to get my mouth in order. Yeah. Well, listen, assume you're going to make some mistakes. Like, it, it, again, the goal is not a, a perfect one-take wonder. You're going to make some mistakes. And I, even live, I, this is, yeah. I think, the key to live. Some people get on here and, and they'll, they'll make a mistake and they'll be like, oh, well, you've yeah. said this before. The beauty of going, you, of going live. Well, you know what? Most people didn't even know it happened or it doesn't really matter. Just correct yourself and move on. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, you don't have to make a big deal about it. Um, you know, certainly don't draw people's attention to it. Now, there are times you can do that for comedic effect. You do that pretty well, Dave. You, you know, you'll like, you'll say something and you're like, that's a brand new word I just made up. You just yeah. did not here on the show today. Sometimes you do that for comedic effect and it's fine if you want to do it that way. But I think oftentimes we're too hard on ourselves in, especially when we get really emotional about it, like, oh, darn it, you know, or whatever, whatever, yeah. what happens there. Now, just assume you're going to make some mistakes. Like you said, have a plan on how you're going to handle the mistakes. In your case, we're going to be quiet. There's going to be a clap, whatever. 
then we're just going to start again. It'll also help with the tone of your voice if you're not getting all emotional or angry yeah. while you're recording these things because you get angry and that tightens up your vocal cords. Yeah. Then you get that you get that high pitch sound again, right? So well, that's it. You're all tense and and that's no fun. Yeah, just relax into it. Have a good time. You'll find yourself a better speaker. For for most people, they just need to slow down in their in their speaking. We were I was recording a French podcast this this week, uh, and I was a producer. I use a translator, um, and the, both of them said, right before we started, both of them said, um, I just hope I don't speak too fast, because when I speak French, I speak really fast. And I said, well, just pretend like you're speaking French and I understand it, but you need to slow it down a little bit for me. And both of them did a wonderful job. In fact, so slow and accurate that the translator, it was nearly 100% accuracy for the translator that I was using nice. so I could follow along with them, right? Yeah, no, very, very well done. Uh, from from that perspective, so you know you you, you sometimes you even you know you, sometimes you just need to slow down your cadence a little yeah. bit, get to that point where you're like um, other people can understand me. You know that that's a good thing if I'm not going too fast. That's it. Bandrew has a great uh, comment here. How do you get to Carnegie <laughs> Hall? You yeah. buy a ticket. <laughs> all right, excellent. He's here all week. Uh, <laughs> Try the veal. Yeah, Kyle says, uh, when did we remove rehearsals or practice from podcasting? Yeah. He yeah. goes, it's just like any other skill. Yep, that's true. We do do that. Um, let's see here. The the chat room has been going nuts. Um, yeah, Kim says, I use the clap and five-second tool. Yep, that comes in handy. Um, and, well, let's go head over to, I tell you what, before we run to Chris Nessie, we are going to answer your question. Honest, we are. Well, speaking of uh, ad breaks and all that fun stuff, can I get a pour before you? You can get a pour. I got to throw you off. Oh, I'm like, no, I got to go to the next page in uh, the. uh, There we go. Excellent. Uh, And we want to thank our awesome supporters because they're awesome. And I'm hitting go to the screen. And okay, no, not going to. Oh, here. Oh, I didn't know that. If you have two versions of slides, you have to go to the next presentation. I didn't, I've never done that in uh, hold on work. Nope. That's not the one I want. Well, this is uh speaking of editing and things you edit out later. This would be one of those. I uploaded this thing. Well, you know what? Uh, we will come back to that. Let's go to Chris's question. And um, while we're answering this behind the scenes, I'll be finding the answer to this. Uh, he says question about the zoom pod track P4. It's usually right behind. Oh, here it is. The PodTrack P4. It is the Swiss Army knife of podcasting. Uh, I want to use it with StreamYard with four mics, one webcam, and be able to hear callers on StreamYard. Thoughts? Piece of cake. Um, the four people uh, plug their headphones down here, right? So they'll hear everything. Um, oh, four mics. Does that have a headphone amplifier on it too? The P4? It does. Okay. Yeah. The problem is going to run into you run out of channels. So somebody's going to have to share a mic because it'll be one, two, three microphones. The fourth one will be used for StreamYard. So you'll on the on channel four, you have to switch it to USB. So you'll have three mics ah, gotcha. and StreamYard. So that means somebody's going to be doing the, uh, you know, why are all my references from the seventies? You know, it, it, somebody's going to be Paul and George from the Beatles you know, sharing the microphone. And even if I go Aerosmith, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry sharing the microphone, Mick and Keefe. Yeah. So somebody's going to be sharing a microphone, but it'll be the beauty of 
all these new products from Rode and Zoom is mixed minus the the fact that it, that's almost one of those things where it's like back in the day we had to explain what mixed minus was. I, you don't have to do that anymore. It's so awesome. So, uh, and speaking of that, Uncle Marv is like, "Hey, have I reserved my Rodecaster Duo yet? I have not. Uh, but the minute that thing shows up on Sweetwater." I'm all about it. That that's definitely a. Um, oh, hold on, I want to go back to this P4. Are you telling me? So it's got four XLR channels. Yep, right there. Uh, but one of them, it doesn't have a USB in. That's on a separate. That's on a separate channel. No, it's over here. So you yeah. plug this into your computer, and then you have yeah. to tell channel four uh, listen, listen to the USB. That's terrible. Yeah. So and then uh. if so, if somebody's on the phone, then you have to then you lose channel three. Yeah. So you could have two people. In the room, so you know Tom and Jerry, and then you got Grandpa on the phone. And I don't think that's intuitive for most people. I would have assumed like four channels, then you would have had channel. Yeah, and this makes sense. Five and six would have been because you got to get all the channel hardware in there for that. And I, I, I see they've got a switch that makes sense. So if you're going to use the phone, or you're going to use, you're going to plug it in USB. I I would have thought for that one since it's a four track I would have at least given USB its own channel so that you could really truly get four uh, in there. But anyways, okay. I just wanted to make sure I understood that. Sorry. No, it's uh, it's it's going to be a little bit like the the Rode Duo. Um, so I, I definitely want to. I just want my desk back. That's really it. And and that's one of those where I have to go. Are you really going to pay five hundred dollars to get your desk back? Because the Roadcaster works, kind of, sometimes. I have to buy a new card. That's all I'm going to do now with that. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Buy a so, couple. Buy two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's it. Um, going one time back to uh, you know, recording solos and shows like that. Coach Dave says, my first show was recorded in a $100 an hour sound studio. Back in 2005, uh, I was worried about paper <laughs> and clothing, rustling noises, and how many ears hurt from the silence. Yeah, so we... We can definitely overthink things. And I keep doing that. I put people on the screen and then I unstar them and then I can't um, can't do that. So uh, there we go. Is the P6 a still thing? It is. Uh, not the P6, the H6. I don't know that there's a P6, but there's definitely a an H6. And no. that's the one that they had the one that looked like a spider. There was like a P8. The all sorts of different things. So, and you know what, Chris has solved my problem. What I need is a bigger desk. Yes, yes. that that would do it. So, yeah. add on, add all on. Right. Desk. What's well, the what's the brick one before we go to the ad? What's the brick one that that uh, mix pre? Is it a mix pre? Oh yeah, still in my one? closet. <laughs> those are really nice, by the way. Yes, you should unload those for so somebody could actually use them because those are actually really really nice. Yeah, but don't they have a, a mix pre six? Was yes. it a three and a six? There was a three a and a four? six, and I and I have the six. It was eight hundred dollars, and it's sitting in my closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah that but, six would work nice. For last that. night, I was uh, I was listening to Dave Ramsey because uh, the lottery is just a stupid tax. You doing you doing baby steps? Yeah, and uh, I was doing the debt snowball. Yeah, yeah, and one of the things they said, one of the ways you can reduce your your debt is by selling stuff you don't use. And I'm like, man, that is a really good idea. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, but hey, you know why I couldn't find the slide? Because it's already here. It's this <laughs> one. And I was like, oh my goodness. But yes, we want to thank our awesome supporters. The show is listener supported. And if you're a listener, you should support it, doggone it. Uh, if we're giving you value, give some of that back by going to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome and help Dave pay down his debt snowball. 
Um, if you'd like to start a podcast or grow your podcast, we heard Todd the Gator say it. You should do it. Uh, go to schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code COACH, and it'll save you on either a monthly or yearly subscription. Uh, and the featured supporter uh, for this week is Felix over at the Latin Podcast Awards. Uh, he's a great guy, and uh, that's a whole market that's just blowing up. I mean, Lipson just announced, I think it was a week or two ago, we translated everything we do into Spanish. So if you are a Spanish-speaking person and want a media host, uh, coupon code SOP free will give you a free month. But that's taken off. Uh, as the podcast coach runs on PodPage, if you want to try PodPage, well, go to trypodpage.com. You can make a great-looking podcast website in less than 10 minutes. And that's true. If you need more Jim Cullison, and who doesn't, uh, go over to theaverageguy.tv. Check out Home Gadget Geeks. Uh, and uh, it's always a fun time over there. And again, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. We had a new supporter last week. No new supporters this week, but that's all right. It's Well, it's not all right. Doggone it. Be an awesome supporter. <laughs> or Dave will cry. What I need to do is... Is I, that all it takes to make you cry? That, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that, exactly. <laughs> all right. So meanwhile, we just answered Chris's uh, question. So, but we have another one. And this is something I've always heard and I've never done. And that is, Lane wants to know, standing or sitting? I got a standing desk for work. I actually just bought a under-the-desk treadmill. Um, I forget the name of it. I will put the links in the show notes at school of podcast or school at uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash 434. But uh, I'm loving that. It's actually, I, I didn't think it was going to work, but the whole treadmill on a standing desk thing is kind of cool. Uh, I got a standing desk for work and I'll find... I record better standing in, I think the mechanics of breathing and stuff, you should sound better. And yet I've never recorded standing up. Jim, what about you? I work. uh, Well, I don't, I can't do this standing. I I move around too much. Yeah. We, we, uh, we do LinkedIn lives uh, for work and I, I host those, but my persona there is standing with a headset. So I'm not moving around Mm. on the mic. And I do, I shift around quite a bit, but that's kind of been the persona of like, hey, coming in from my standing desk. When we do the podcast, I like to sit down. That's me. There's no right or wrong. Just do do whatever you're most comfortable. And if you move around and shift around, who cares? I just don't like it, right? That's, yeah, my, I, that's my preference. I, I could see me doing a lot of, you know. Oh, I shift on my feet. Yeah, back yeah. and forth, put my hands in my pockets, you know, I put my hands behind my back. You know, I'm just, I, I, I just, I'm fidgety. I'm fidgety enough when I'm sitting down. Um, so again, my preference, I'm getting better at the standing thing, but if I stand, I got to have a headset. That's the only way I can stay close to the mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Kyle says, sitting, uh, Poma, oh, I can never say this, Pomodoro technique which is where you basically take 25 minutes and really focus on whatever the heck you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So he says he does three 25-minute sessions with five-minute breaks in between. So you do 25 on, five off, 25 on, etc. And then a 30-minute walk outside, and he repeats that three times a day. And that's why he's so doggone handsome. That's it. Mm-hmm. So Agreed. that's a great way to do it. Yep. Agree. Agree. <clears throat> I have a hard time doing the 25 minutes absolutely focused. I will go, yep, here it is, set the timer, and like seven minutes in, I'm like, squirrel, is that even possible? Like I can't imagine twenty five. I have focused way at the bottom in my my Clifton strengths. Yeah, that seems like a twenty five minutes seems like an eternity. Well, that here here's the thing. It's it is like if you actually do twenty five minutes of 
uninterrupted work, you can pound some stuff out, oh, you know, um, a days worth of work for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause coach Dave says the same thing. I tried that and I just don't have the discipline. Yeah. There are tons. If you just Google Poma, Pormo, whatever it's, isn't that a cheese as well? I don't know. Uh, Provolone, I think is what you're. Yes. <laughs> uh, but there's all sorts of timers that you can get Gouda, or just set provolone. your phone, set your phone for 25 minutes. And when it goes off, go get a snack for five it minutes. It doesn't matter. Like I can't, yeah. I, I was trying to, I, I was, I've got this process I've been working on at work. That's taking intense concentration. And I, I swear to God in the first 10 minutes, maybe five, maybe two, I got like three different things popped into my head. Oh, I got to No, no, come back, come back, you know, come back. You know, so I've, yeah. I have learned for me what works where I'm best is highly repetitive tasks, but short. Maybe this relates to the way I like to do podcasts. I like short little, I like discussions back and forth, right? Anything too long and I get disinterested, you know, and, or I'm thinking about 10 other things when they, when they pop in. Yeah. The, uh, we, the mystery is solved. Pomodoro is the Italian word for tomato, oh. which I, I know if you go to Amazon and search for like Pomodoro timer they're a little tomato and you turn in 25 minutes yeah, of dinging, I, can't, you know? I can't do it i can't do it i i'm just always amazed when i do and really what i should do is just turn off one of my monitors like if i'm at lips and if i just start hammering through tickets it's just next 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 yeah, but those are quick point. right and so you, yeah, you can typically. keep your you can keep your attention span kind of focused for a minute and then it's like, that's like, if I had tasks that were a minute long that I could just, I could do that all day long and they can differ. doesn't have to be the same thing. They can differ. That's the beauty of that, that skill is I can go between different things all day. I just want to stay busy on them, but the long tasks, this is why I can't solo podcast. <laughs> this doesn't work. Yeah. They, they talk uh, in the chat room. They're talking about, have you ever heard of 75 hard? No, it's a program. And shockingly, I know it's um, it's hard, but it's it's some sort of thing. I bought the book and I I made it to like a seven point five hard is where I kind of bailed at that point. But uh, it's a fitness thing, and you do the hokey pokey, you turn yourself around because you know that's I'm what like it's all a about. Negative five right now. That's what negative. Five. <laughs> uh, here's a fun question, um, and this is something I always kind of get. I don't know. Maybe I don't have enough guests. Um, and that is, this is from Chris on Facebook. I just did my 50th show. So congrats on that. I swear the most troublesome guests are the ones who should know better. I just had another podcaster who ended up being difficult in this particular case. He let his cats have free reign of the room. Of course, the cat eventually muted his microphone that screwed up everything. I'm about ready to stop bringing them on. There seems to be an attitude of, well, you can edit that out, of course. And he goes, I can, but yeah, I'd much rather have a clean recording without having to edit. Bottom line is, don't make work for me. And I think, Jim, you have a, a cheat sheet that you give to your guests. I think this can be resolved by just kind of giving a heads up to your guests, like, this is what, this is what expected. So you might add, you know, please remove pets from room if possible. Yeah. Please remove kids from room if possible. Post-pandemic has made this a lot easier, though, to be honest. Like, yeah. the guests that we have now uh, are a light years ahead of where they were in 2019 and earlier. I mean, especially internationally. Like, our international guests are almost 
are almost better at it than our than than our American guests doing this, because we were all forced. Many of us were forced into this, figuring this out and getting the right equipment. Some of those kinds of things. And I had a guest come on yesterday. I did one in Spanish. She had a headset on from the very beginning, and I was like, "Thank you, like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for thinking about how good your sound can be." Um, so it it is getting. I think the the it's getting easier. Dave, the other thing, you know, I kind of set them up in advance. We connect fairly early before we do our live shows, like a half an hour early. Mm. So I've kind of gone to uh, many of those instructions just being in that 30-minute window. Because I was sending them a sheet. They weren't reading it. So they have to listen to it when I'm <laughs> when they're there 30 minutes ahead of time. And it's like, okay, here's, what, here's how this is going to work. I'm going to do this. You're going to do that. We're going to do this. Then we're going to finish. Then I'll say, okay, let's make sure we get all the devices sound turned off, put the pets outside the door, shut the, get a glass of water, some of those kinds of things. So I've kind of shifted the, I would, I would much rather have 30 minutes ahead of time to get them set and prepared, trying to spend the last five minutes getting them like cracking some jokes so they relax, you know, into this thing. Then, then a big document that I sent to him because everybody, nobody, I, I was finding nobody was reading that uh, all the way or it had the context to understand exactly what I was talking about. So I think it's gotten better. Yeah. Um, Bandrew says, as long as your guest is not a multi-million dollar paid actor or a late night host, you remember when the late night hosts went from their garage and like nobody could do audio? Like, yeah. like podcasts sound better than you guys. I know. It was uh, terrible. The first be, couple of weeks were awful for yeah, them. Yeah. They'll be wise enough to have a decent audio setup after the pandemic. Yeah, they should. You would. That's what drives me nuts. And that's my whole thing about guests. I'm like, look, if there's a dude promoting his book, like, no, go get a microphone. You're on tour. And if you're going to go on tour, you need a bus, right? If you're like, well, you're on a book tour, go get a $69 for a Samsung Q2U. Give me a break. And that's where I just see so many people. And I think it's the word guest. And I get it because we've been trained since we were this big you know, be kind to your guests. They're the guests. Let them have the shiny, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Your guest goes first and things like that. And I get that. But on the other hand, if a guest came in and pooped all over the living room, you'd be like, Hey, you got to go. Like you're not being a good guest. You know what I mean? I, I invited you over, you came in, you kicked the dog and you pooped on the TV set. You got to go. So, uh, you know, you don't have to be mean about it, but you know, there are times when you're like, Hey, can you move your microphone? So it's, I don't know, somewhere. Could you get one that's in the room instead of the one down the hall that you're using or whatever? So we, we were doing, uh, we were doing one last week, uh, a podcast last week and the uh, two guests and one of them, neither one of them had good sound. And so we're working through the one to get good sound. And I'm like, do you have a headset nearby? Like, let's just try that and plug it in. And the sound got much better. I'm like, Oh, I made a big deal about it. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that makes it like, Oh, thank you. The, you could, as soon as I was thanking the other guest, they're like, oh, wait a minute. So the, the the one that didn't have it, you can see them rummaging around trying to find something better because they wanted to sound good too. So sometimes some positive reinforcement, you know, when you're when you're working with them, especially with groups, you can kind of get maybe get everybody to amp up their levels a little bit if you just reward those who are doing it well. That's it. Yeah. Um, Lane has a question. So if your podcast isn't scripted and you feel really good about what you recorded, 
but you find the audio is bad, there's that lovely subjective word, or iffy, do you re-record and hope to repeat the magic or live with it? That's a good question. Here's the thing. I would try to re-record it, and if the magic isn't there, go with, you know, there's a squeak. The bass pedal in the song Superstition squeaks. You don't notice it. You have to really try to hear it, but there's it's not perfect. Um, I still think there's a mistake in the song Roxanne by the police. After the first chorus, they're like, Roxanne. And all of a sudden you hear Sting go, raw. And I'm like, was he singing Roxanne again? And then just realized that the chorus uh, is over. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a mistake or not, but it's just, if you listen, you're like, Roxanne, raw. And I'm like, wait, it's like, it's half a, like, it's just weird. So, well, the flip, hold on. The flip side of that, though, the flip yeah. side of that, remember Jump, uh, uh, Van Halen oh, yeah. Jump, right? From the yeah. 84 album. Yeah, the video. At the video, at the end of the video, uh, on the video uh, at release time, David Lee Roth, his video goes, but yeah. there's no audio. They go back and insert audio into the video that's not like the same song they're playing on, on, on you know, the radio. Yeah. And it's awful. Like, yeah, the, dude, fix the video. Like in in this case, so that's a situation where they had they tried to make the best of a bad situation because a lot of people made fun of it. And you're like, one, how did that make it to MTV with that yeah. glaring of an error in it? And then two, who what who made the decision to put a random bit of audio in there to fix the video? You should have just re-rendered the video. You yeah, know, to get it done, it was it's, terrible. It's so. right after the guitar solo. Yeah. And he looks at the camera and goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. and you're yeah. like, and everybody's like, Hey, that's not on the record. And you're like, yeah, it's like, there's a reason for that. Yeah. So um, that then the video, they added the audio to it. And you're like, that's not even it. I mean, it kind yeah. of fit. It kind of fit, yeah, but it, it was, was it was terrible. Yeah. It was weird. Was uh, Lane says in this case, it's yeah. mostly bad from take to take because I was trying to fix a hum yeah. and it's noticeable in the final. See, that's a one. I had a case where, I kept picking up the fan noise and I was noise gating and trying all this other stuff. And finally, my audience replied to me and said, Dave, I don't hear whatever the heck you're talking about. And I wish you would move on because I was obsessed every episode. Hey, I'm so sorry about the fan noise. And it dawned on me later that the reason I could still hear the fan noise in the recording is because I was sitting, uh, I don't know, two and a half feet from the fan. So it wasn't in the recording. I was hearing it from the room and I was like, duh. Uh, so uh, each segment itself is tolerable, but when put together, you'll notice the differences. Yeah, I might give it a shot. Yeah, what makes you, know, you sleep at night, though? What I mean, can you sleep with it? If it if it if it goes out and you're just bothered by it, redo it. Yeah, it's not worth it. Right? But I'd let some. I, I would let somebody listen to it. Yeah, but don't say, "Hey, I'm gonna hit play. Tell me if yeah. you hear the hum." Right. Just just right. let them listen to it, and then when they're done, go. Did you hear a hum in that? And they'll be like, "No. What What are you talking about?" So it's we are our worst critic. And podcasters listen through the ears of podcasters, which is not a good thing. Um, we're really picky. I know when I'm at church, I just want to put 1.5 speed on the pastor. I'm like, come on, let's go. Um, speed it up, buddy. Speed yeah. it up. Speed it up. Can you pick it up? I yeah. just do this. I just do this. Pick it up. Pick it up. <laughs> let's go. Um, That's why I don't go to church anymore. He, he, he said, hey, I love you, but would you go somewhere else? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kyle says podcaster ears are the worst. They are. Um, I, you know, being a musician, it used to drive my ex-wife nuts. We'd go out to hear a local band and I'd be like, yeah, that's not like blah, blah, blah. Or I remember once we saw, I forget what band it was, 
but there are three guys on stage and there's four part harmony. Mm-hmm. And I go, there's that's a tape. I go, they're not singing live. She goes, how do you know? I go, I go, listen, that's four part harmony. There's only three guys on stage. So either there's a guy backstage and she just looked at me and said, can you not just enjoy the music? And I go, Nope, that's not the way my brain works. So it is what it is. Um, exactly. Bandry says, look, man, my salvation can't wait. Let's, let's get to the good stuff. Speed that thing up. Would you? Yeah. Um, or 30, 30, 30. <laughs> can I, yeah. could you, could can you just respect my 30, 30, 30? Yeah. Um, here's another fun question from Facebook. Um, how does search on Apple and Spotify? My podcast is not showing up in results for keywords in the title. I was curious how searches work on podcast sites like Apple and Spotify. My podcast is something like, now he says later, this isn't his podcast, uh, Mechanical Engineering Insights. When I search for mechanical engineering, my podcast does not show up in the results, which again is not his show. So this is hypothetical. He goes, when I search for the terms insights, my podcast is listed on the top three. When I search for mechanical engineering, podcasts with abbreviations like mech, uh, those are abbreviations. Then it shows up and uh, other shows up and mine doesn't. Also, when searching for mechanical engineering or random shows, um, other random shows displays like Mindset Engineer, Basement Machine Shop, and Author Name Podcast. Uh, why isn't my podcast showing up for the main keyword in the title of the podcast? What am I missing? And the answer is, of course, search in Apple and Google sucks. It's just awful. It's bad. It's not good. Um, so I'm going to put a link again. If you go to Ask the Podcast Coach dot com slash four three four there will be a link to an article now it's a year old but it's from james cridlin haven't said that name in a while Uh, yeah um and he talks about and i was surprised because i know apple doesn't search the description so i've always kind of like which i kind of almost hate to say this because now everybody's going to be like free naked women free naked women in their descriptions trying to to game the system uh but it's uh, a year old, but it talks about what things get searched and what they do search. And my answer to all of that is if your marketing arm of your podcast is, and people will find me in search, you got a long road ahead of you because searching those apps. Now, Apple's much better than it was like four years ago. I remember they bought some other company and that's definitely improved, but it's still not. And, and the other thing you got to think of, there's what, 250,000 active podcasts and they only show you the top whatever, 300 results, you're probably not going to show up, especially I love people that have like one name shows. Like this show is called reverence. And I'm like, yeah, like there are other shows with the word reverence in that. Uh, I think in the article, it mentions like 6,000 podcasts have the word podcast in their name. And so the, the thing I always recommend is a have a website. That's step one. And then step two, put the links to Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon on your website, on a page, and then, uh, you know, just direct people to like here, I could say, ask the podcastcoach.com slash follow. And you can then subscribe in whatever app you want, because number one, 70% of Europe is listening on an Android phone. That's another per James Cridlin. And uh, they can listen on whatever app they want. And A, it reinforces my brand. I just said, ask the podcastcoach.com again. Uh, and if somebody then shares that, that will boost your, your SEO and things like that. So it's, it's a bummer. We've been saying this for, you know, whatever, 19 years that, wow, search and apps 
Searching apps wasn't bad in the early days because there were only, you know, whatever, 400 podcasts. But now that there's so many, it's uh, it's a bummer. So, Jim, do you have any problem? Like, you've got the word um, geeks in there. You've got yeah. home. Home gadget geeks. geeks. Like, it kind of, it used to be home tech. And, mm-hmm. and there's now a home tech show that took that. But, um, no, I don't. I don't struggle with it as as much. Usually if I say home gadget geeks, people find that that may be one of the best titling things, the best branding things I ever did. We were Dave McCabe and I were getting ready to start the Geeks Network. He owns that I think he owns that domain. I keep waiting for him to stop paying for it so I can buy it from him. Uh or 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 just take it over. But um uh, so I changed from home tech to home gadget geeks to fit the geeks network. And it was a really good, uh, it was a very good switch to me. So good. I've, uh, I've been thinking maybe I'll change the whole website from the average guy.tv to home gadget geeks.com just because uh, I own both and it make home gadget geeks makes more sense. It's a lot of work. <laughs> so I was like, nah, just going to leave it. There's a lot of SEO to contend with. I'm just going to leave it, uh, leave it as is and, uh, and keep it the way it is. But works out well that's it yeah it's just it is what it is you know yeah, so yeah. keep yeah. that way and whatever you do don't like you'll see in that article where it says it searches the author field and i don't think people are doing this which is good because people got kicked out like i used to be like dave jackson comma podcast coach slash consultant slash whatever and of course the other thing if you really want to be found just have a name that's not common which is why I'm going to change my name to Bandrew. Uh, I'll just be Bandrew Jackson. Because if you think about it, Bandrew Scott is like Liberace. Yeah. Like if somebody says like, yeah. oh yeah, I, I heard that on Bandrew, Bandrew show. I don't go, wait, which one? It's like, no, there's only one Bandrew. So mm-hmm. that's the beautiful. Andrew one. Jackson. That's, that's it. I like it. I yeah. like it. It kind of rolls off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you could throw microphones around everywhere. Just. <laughs> that's it. Bandrew yeah. says. Um, yeah, uh, out of the box on fire. Yes. Um, there are so many shows named out of the box. I had somebody yesterday, they're a hair stylist and it was beyond the chair. And I looked and they're like 18 beyond the chairs kind of shows. So you might want to do a little, you know, searching before you name your show. The other thing you want to do, and this is a hint of what's coming up on the school of podcasting. See, cause there are so many times when you're like, Okay, let me see if Bandrew says is available as a show. And you're like, ah, somebody's doing one. Go see how many episodes they have. Because if you look at outside the box, which I think there are, if I remember right, it's either 24 or 36 shows named outside the box, which is is ironic that they weren't thinking outside the box when it came to the name. But there are a lot of those that will have one and two episodes because they were on the the app formerly known as Anchor. And so they did one episode or two, and they were like, ah, peace out. So if you're thinking, ah, I'm not going to do a show because somebody's already doing it, there's probably six of them that did one episode and quit. So it's it's kind of tricky that way. But yeah, search is awful. I, I do see people, and this is where, wait a minute, do we have? That may be a that may be an old Daniel J. Lewis stealth technique to go. So search on your go go to the, you know, go to your app, search for those podcasts that are similar to yours. Then go to their Apple listing and see if they have the website listed. Then go see if the website is still being yeah still maintained. And if it's not, buy it and redirect it to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He actually, I've seen, I think he bought a show as well that they announced they were 
going to retire or whatever. Yeah. And he approached him and said, Hey, can I, can I buy your feed? Yeah. (laughs) And just redirect it to mine. So that's one way to to grow your show. But I, I do still see people. And again, right. There's no rules in podcasting, but I saw one this week where they spelled out the word episode and then it was like 16 or whatever. And then they put one of those, you know, bars and then it was literally like three words for the actual episode. So it might've been like Jim Collison and then another bar and then the name of their show and then their names as the hosts. And I was like, now granted it was literally like episode 16. So they're new, but I was just like, man, what a waste of a title. It's so hard though, when you're, when you're new to this and you're thinking about that and you're, you, you're not thinking about it from the perspective of people finding it, which you should be, you're thinking of it in terms of how do I catalog this so I can find it again when I'm looking for it. And so that's why that episode number up front makes so much sense until it doesn't. Right. (laughs) You know, you're like, oh, this, oh, that was a bad decision, you know, because they, everything says episode, episode. Or if you've got a long podcast name, like Ask the Podcast Coach. Right. If you put that in front of everything you did, it, you know, kind of makes sense when you're cataloging it. But again, you got to be thinking about what's the... What do you think the minimum number of characters is on on your average podcast app that they display? Oh, what do you no, think that I, is? I'm sure Uncle 65? Google. 65 characters maybe? Probably something 70? like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So you don't get many. You no. Need to, you need to jam it all towards the, the the important stuff needs to be. And I I use names. If I have a guest, and I have a guest every week because I've told you I can't do it by myself. <laughs> so the guest gets gets first billing all the time on our titles. Yeah. And then do you have like what the topic is or? Oh, it kind of depends. Yeah. So like this week, uh, Mark Robson, uh, the big barbecue and grill summer show type thing. So you, you get some ideas or I'll put keywords in there kind of based on it. And then the episode, I still put episode and number on it, but it's the very, very end. Some people say you don't need it. I do it because I want to. I don't care. Yeah. So it doesn't always fit, but I take it. And uh Lane has a point. Hey, just because somebody quit doesn't mean they won't be the highest in search. That used to drive people nuts that the early podcasters, like the guys, you know, in the 2004, 2005, there wasn't any competition. So they had a huge number of subscribers and then they quit and there'd be this new show and they're just like, why? How is there? This show hasn't put out an episode in four years. How are they ranking higher than I did? It's because the number of followers was more than they had. So that's always kind of, uh, disheartening and tricky and you know just keep telling people to follow do not tell them to rate and review because it helps you get found you can say rate and review all you want just don't don't be this the police <laughs> on that dave just let them say whatever they want see it's that's fine it. randy has a great point what if the guest name really doesn't mean much to your audience i saw a show i was working with uh, uh, somebody at libsyn yesterday and in their description they're like, you know, it's it was something kind of earth friendly, kind of earth earth day, kind of friendly, eco friendly mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like we've had guests like so and so and so and so and so and so. I said, hey, for the record, I go now. I may not be your target audience. I have no idea who those people are. Yeah. I said so. Consequently, that description doesn't help me understand what the show's about. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh. And I was like, yeah. so I go now again. It's just a. I'm just talking out loud. But um, listen, the guest gave me time. So in most cases, I'm yeah. gonna put the guest first. I, I don't. I mean, I I want them to be recognizable in my situation. I have such I have so many repeat offenders on my show that um, most of the audience knows who they are. They don't really care anyways. I mean, they're just putting play. 
You know, they're not, they're not scrolling. We think people are scrolling through and making decisions. No, they're just clicking play. They don't care. They're going <laughs> one to the next, right? Most, most of the folks that are doing that. Um, but if I felt like it, they didn't, shouldn't get first billing, they're still going to make the title. So I'm going to say the big barbecue and grill show with, with yeah. Mark Robson. Yes. Yeah, definitely have their name in there. That's And For put sure. the name in the author field as well with your name. Because again, that's one of those things that gets searched. So at any rate, wow, it is. The time is here. And, and we're going to do this now, Jim, as we as we get to go out. We're oh, going to thank okay. our awesome, our $20 supporters. But uh, what's coming up on Home Gadget Geeks? Yeah, I just mentioned it. Mark Robson joins us. It's our big annual barbecue and grill show. We talk about getting your grill ready for the summer and some of the new technology that's out around grilling. It's out right now, homegadgetgeeks.com. And we have a, a last-minute edition. Uncle Marv has Googled this for us. Max characters for a podcast title is 255. Yep, yep. They, whoever they are, recommend five words with a maximum of 60 characters total. Uh, so that's it. So on the School of Podcasting, I went looking for a new podcast and was amazed at all the things that I go, wow, people are still doing this. So it's a little bit of a like, hey, or, and one of them is ratings and reviews. I'm here to tell you, everybody and their brother thinks that helps them get found. It was like per nauseum. So we're going to be talking about that and uh, all the things I found that I was like, ooh, this is some this is some really bad advice. I don't know where you guys are getting this. So that will be on the School of Podcasting. We want to thank everybody. In the, this is a fun day. The chat room. Kudos. I salute you, chat room. You guys were awesome today. I really appreciate that. And uh, you can come join us every Saturday. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, 1030 to noon. Don't forget to... Uh, do this thing that Jim's talking about. Rate, uh, rate and review so that we can be found. <laughs> That's right. Don't forget. <laughs> and give us a thumbs up on uh, the YouTubes there. Uh, Subscri- Leave yeah. comments, all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this show is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find everything that Dave does over at powerofpodcasting.com. Thanks so much for our awesome supporters again. We will see you next week. It will be May. Holy cow. Everybody take care. Have fun with your barbecue, Jim. Thank <laughs> you.